If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Welcome to the Bitcoin Basics podcast with your hosts, Faris and Gordon from coincompass.com, enabling you to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins. All resources are in the show notes and description, including our disclaimer. Visit bitcoinbasicspodcast.com to subscribe and discover other free content. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us once again for Bitcoin Basics podcast. Uh, time of recording. It is 5.04 a.m. 13th of October. That's UTC time. And the proof of Bitcoin, or as we like to come up with our um, dashboard proof of recording, the Bitcoin block height is 652,493. The current price, according to Clark Moody, Clark Moody, Bitcoin dashboard, it's $11,492 per Bitcoin. Gordon, are there any other metrics we want to throw in there as far as proving that we are both human beings doing a podcast at the time and date we say we're doing it? We don't need any other proof. We've got the block height. Did you mention the date? uh, Yeah, first thing I did, UTC time. I probably wasn't listening. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like us. (laughs) No, that's good stuff, Ferris. Let's get straight into it today because I have some very sad news. We're probably going to have to finish our podcast. We're probably going to have to end our business, coincumbers.com. Because I don't know if you heard, Faris, but Bitcoin is dead. And uh, apparently it's died at 382 times thus far. So we'd like to have a look at uh, some of the commentators, obviously anti-Bitcoin commentators who have actually said that Bitcoin's dead, especially the most recent ones. So we're going to put all the links into the show notes of this episode. So we will actually be mentioning quite a few articles. So have a look at that. And the shortcut to the site is O-B-I-T-S, as in obits, Bitcoin obituaries.io, O-B-I-T-S.io. It's actually on the 99 Bitcoins website, which is a a great resource. So Faris, if I look at the list of... uh, since the beginning of time. And of course, this is, to be honest, I'm not sure who has, um, who has done this. Um, if we look at the list, we've got 2020, there are only three, but in past years, there's been like 40 or 50. Why do you reckon that is? Um, good question. So yeah, I was somewhat surprised when you told me about this, you brought it to my attention. And I just, from experience, people call Bitcoin dead simply because majority of the time they just don't understand it. And Bitcoin was, especially in 2017, that raging bull market that we had, it was clickbait. And a reporter who's working 40 hour weeks, who's covering a multitude of stories, is not going to put the time and effort into understanding Bitcoin. They just don't have the time to do that. So not a criticism of them. It's just you know, I mean, me and you have spent the last two years explaining Bitcoin to people. You come from a tech security background. I come from an economics background. And you need both of us to properly explain this to people. So it is largely misunderstood. Um, so I started thinking, why are we not seeing as many obituaries? I mean, the price is still 50% down from the highs of $20,000. Um, a couple of reasons I can think of, and this is just me spitballing, is A, there's just a lot more going on in the world right now. Um, so I don't think click with COVID, with elections around the world, protest rights, I don't think Bitcoin's going to get the clickbait that it used to. 
Um, also, I would wonder how much of that is correlated to price. I mean, we've seen, um, you know, we tend to get more people asking us about Bitcoin when it's in a rampaging bull market. And it's just that zeitgeist, this sentiment. So if the people aren't interested, why would the news report on it? So that's my few guesses for now. It's actually interesting just looking at the list here, deaths by year. Uh, 2020, as we said, there were three. But in 2017, which was sort of the start of that uh, bull run made here and all the ICOs and Ethereum and all that price pumping up to 20,000, it had the most amount of deaths, 124 deaths in 2017. So I think that's significant in that uh, as soon as you know Bitcoin reaches a milestone or Bitcoin starts pumping, the media who's forgotten about it sort of comes back to check in and, oh, yeah, Bitcoin, that, that thing's still around. And then all the lovers, but also all the haters come out of the woodwork. Yeah, and somebody is actually want to follow up on because there was an article there about Jim Rogers, legendary investor from um, the Quantum Fund, who called Bitcoin dead in the bubble. And I tried to find the actual interview where he said that, and I couldn't find it. So that interview was referenced in some articles, but the original interview, I couldn't find it. Because I do know he's been doing some work um, with, I forget his name now, someone he's, he's been doing some work with um, someone who's been into Bitcoin since the early days. So he actually quite understands Bitcoin. I'd be surprised if he called it dead. So when you actually start to look under the hood of some of these articles and some of the big names are throwing out there, you question how much validity or accuracy there is in them as well. Well, it's funny that you mention uh, Jim Rogers. I, I was about to say Buck Rogers for those uh, for those sci-fi fans. Uh, he actually mentioned he was actually mentioned in one of his articles. So let's uh, let's tackle that one first. Okay, so the first obituary that we're going to look at, at least from 2020, is the quote that's saying that investor Jim Rogers said cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, will be in decline eventually, and everything will go to zero. The actual quote that I'm putting on the screen now from Jim Rogers, those who use cryptocurrency think they are smarter than their governments, Rogers said to the area dot. In fact, I think they are correct, but the governments have something that crypto don't have, that is guns. The reason why I think cryptocurrency will be gone eventually is that it is not based on the armed force of governments proven end of quote. Now, he did mention cryptocurrency, but for the, for the sake of this argument, let's stick with Bitcoin. Yeah, so that's a quote that I actually tried to find the source. And I clicked on the links in that article. One of them went to a newspaper that was in Mandarin, I believe. And so I can actually find the source behind that article. And I would be surprised if Jim Rogers said that. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if he said the price of Bitcoin was in a bubble. That's, you know, just the price, but to speculate that Bitcoin itself, um, from what, and the person, I just thought of who Jim Rogers has been doing work with, and that's Simon Dixon, I believe his name is. So I know Jim Rogers has, he, I know he, I've heard him say he regrets not getting into Bitcoin sooner, but he is act actively involved in understanding it, does actually go to investor conferences about Bitcoin. So I'd be surprised if that was his statement. We should actually contact him and see if he'll come on the show. Well, it's on the internet. Um, <laughs> um, but I th one of the reasons I also think that you're not getting as many Bitcoin as dead articles is people in the investment community are coming around to Bitcoin. And you know, we interviewed Jared Dillian, who basically was a Bitcoin um, critic. 
And his comments actually not recommending it in his, his investment newsletter. So we've seen this turnaround a lot of people who go, okay, I was anti-Bitcoin. Now I get it as a store of value. So I think that's another reason is you're seeing this shift is that there are less people out there um, who are, you know, ragging on Bitcoin. Yeah, but let, let's have a look at the actual, and, and we will put the original sourced article in the show notes. Um, so for the sake of uh, arguments, let's assume that that was a direct quote. But even if it wasn't, I've heard this argument from other people, the, uh, you know, the US military, uh, sorry, the US dollar is backed by the US military. Um, let's mention Bitcoin instead of crypto. Yeah. Is that a problem for Bitcoin? Why? Why? Not? I don't see the relevance of the military simply because we're not living in the 1800s anymore. Um, and you know, governments that have militaries can still have their currency be completely debased. So, and this is something that Bill Clinton understood very well: is that the economy you can rely on finance and economics to be the new means of war. You didn't need a military anymore. And we've actually seen um, in the last 10 years, um, the U.S. bring or shut down several bases overseas. Um, and they're printing more money. So the more you print, the more you debase. So, um, and I was just listening to an interview today of Jeffrey Gunlack, who is the um, founder and CIO of um, Double Line Capital, which is the largest bond trading company in the world. He's considered the bond king. He said he's not investing in the US dollar for the next five years. Now, this guy lives in California, says he sees a, um, the US dollar going down over the next five years. US has got the biggest military in the world, and their dollar has been going down. Purchasing power is going down. So I don't see the relevance between a currency and a country anymore. Neither do I, but uh, let's let's play devil's advocate because it would be boring if we both agree to each other. People would say <laughs> that uh, the US dollar is backed by the military. The problem with Bitcoin is that it's not backed by anything. Yeah, so, well, this is like where I just, okay, so the US dollar is backed by the government. But it's not the military that prints the US dollar. It's not you know whether no so that they argument are would protecting okay. they are protecting foreign interests and they're protecting euro dollar and corporations overseas they've got their aircraft carriers yes but that argument would reign true if we still lived in an era of mercantilism so mercantilism basically means you own real estate and you own real estate by invading it and this is what the european powers did in the 18 and 1900s um, even long before that where you invaded a country and you took over their natural resources. We then discovered that invading other countries was more expensive. We could just set up unfair trading um, agreements with them. And this is why we had you know, the decolonization of Africa in the 1960s and 1970s. And we just figured rather than paying for an entire military to be there, we just set up trade agreements and we basically screwed them over in these trade agreements. So under a mercantilist argument, yes, I can see why you'd have value in the dollar. But right now, economics and finance are the new war. I mean, China is not sending their forces overseas. They are creating these mini air bases in Southeast Asia, China Sea, but they're buying U.S. bonds. They're buying gold. They're setting up gold exchanges. 
the new weapons of mass destruction is um, banking and interest. Yeah, totally. Um, that's probably why you're not going to see a World War Three. Uh, everyone's economy is just too interlinked with all these trade agreements and whatnot. So, and sorry, with that, um, Gordon. So, and just to answer the question, Bitcoin's not backed by anything. Bitcoin's actually backed by a lot, and this is what we focus on. So, and we've spoken about this in the past, in that, and this is a simple laws of economics: supply and demand. More supply, equal demand, prices drop. You know, the U.S. Federal Reserve is printing so much money to tackle COVID. Australia is doing the same thing. Where I am in New Zealand, they've started doing. They did the same thing. All that's going to do, and this is historical, is that in essence, um, your purchasing power goes down. The value of your currency goes down. Everyone's doing it. So Bitcoin, that can't happen, simply because we. It was arranged from day one. Here's how many bitcoins we're going to um, create. And here's how we're going to let them out steadily. You know, COVID did not change the way we printed Bitcoins, how many Bitcoins were created. Financial crisis did not change that. That set. Governments are changing their currency in circulation. These are unelected officials. These are officials who, if they make a mistake, it doesn't affect their salary. It affects everyone else's, but not theirs. So Bitcoin to me is backed by people who actually have a vested interest, people who actually took the time to think this through, not people reacting to the global climate, but people responding to it. Fair enough. Uh, we could debate this for a long time because both of us have an interest in geopolitics, but we shall move on. And actually, uh, this sort of goes into the next uh, obituary, which talks about in terms of backing and, and by the way um you could actually argue both sides of the case that bitcoin is backed by uh the world's largest and most secure decentralized computing system in history um the second obituary actually says uh it has no intrinsic value so i'll read the quote here uh if you want to buy bitcoin be prepared to lose all your money if you want to buy it, buy it, but understand what you've got. It has no intrinsic value. Uh, I could go on about this for a long time as well. So it has no, so A, we can get into what does intrinsic value mean? If we're talking purely about a currency, so if I have a 10 US dollar note, I can go and exchange that for goods and or services. I can't do anything else with it. I don't want to use it as um, kindling to start a fire because with that $10, I can buy a lot more kindling than that use is. So it has no purpose beyond a means of exchange. When Before that, we were on the gold and silver standard. So if you didn't want to use your gold coins, you could melt them down and you could use them as something else like arrowheads, knives, forks, jewelry. That was an intrinsic value because it had a value beyond a means of exchange. So if you don't like that argument, Bitcoin probably does not have any intrinsic value because all it can be used for is a means of exchange. You can't do anything else with it. But that's the same argument for all currencies out there. So how is that different than other currencies? It isn't. It doesn't have an intrinsic value other than a means of exchange. However, as we discussed in the previous question, it is a much better store of value than a government-backed currency. 
Yeah, I can argue either side. I, I actually think that it's more of a medium exchange. You could actually argue that it has other uses. Like, for example, uh, you could prove something at a particular time or date or a document or whatever like that. Um, there's that as well. But uh, I know economists' uh, definition of intrinsic value is actually different to what everyone else thinks intrinsic value is, especially philosophers, because uh, there's no such thing as in intrinsic value. It's actually an oxymoron because every single thing has value because we give it value. So therefore every single thing has subjective value. So intrinsic value doesn't actually exist. There's not a single object in this world that is valuable just because it's only valuable because we give it value. Humans give it some sort of value because it has utility, or we can trade it, whatever like that. So it has subjective value. Intrinsic value means it has objective value. It, it just is. So anyway, that's a more of a philosophical question. Um, which I would actually say, I agree, Bitcoin does not have any intrinsic value, but then again, nothing else does. Um, so let's not get stuck into the weeds with that. Um, as you said, uh, even if we look at intrinsic value of other assets and other currencies as well, I mean, it's, it's no different for anything else. However, just as a parting uh, question before we go to the next one, a lot of people will say that it's different because gold actually has more than its utility or what you mentioned a a unit of exchange it actually has you know utility in terms of electronics and manufacturing and whatnot so what would you say to the gold bugs out there that bitcoin has no intrinsic value but gold actually does so no um it, it does have intrinsic value but it's not as strong as its means of exchange so what I mean by that is gold is now trading at $1,900 per troy ounce. Now, you can go to companies like Gold Money and basically buy gold and you can get a debit card and you can use that debit card at any shop and just you're basically buying stuff with gold. If you were to ask for that physical gold, melt it down, you're not going to get the original amount you paid for it. Um, you take that to a shop, there's, you're basically going to lose money on doing that because we don't live in an agrarian society anymore. We don't live in a hunter-gatherer society anymore. Um, you don't. The properties that gold had as intrinsic value are still there, but from a um, means of return, they're far diminished than what they used to be. If you are dying of thirst in the desert and you have six gold bars, what are they worth to you? Nothing, zero, no intrinsic value. Next question. Um, so we've got one which, I mean, Warren Buffett and all these investors have said like plenty of time, you know, Bitcoin's rat poison squared or whatever. And I believe Buffett went on a rampage uh, a couple of weeks ago. But there's another quote, which isn't a direct quote. It seems to be more of a mention um, that's, in contrast, Bitcoin and other digital currencies are very likely worthless in the long term, and those that kind of assets that investing legend Warren Buffett won't touch. It's these latter kind of assets that have a greater chance to be in a bubble territory because they don't generate cash flow to support their valuations. Okay. Uh, so two parts to that question. First of all, um, Warren Buffett's an incredible investor, but he missed um, the dot-com boom dot-com boom did crash, but a lot of companies came out of it did very well. So that was something that, you know, 
and this is this is not just my opinion. Other investors will say the same thing. He just missed it. He's missing the same thing about Bitcoin. And when people say Bitcoin is an asset that does not generate revenue, that is a huge misunderstanding about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is not a company. Bitcoin does not have profit statements. And I got into trading based on technical analysis because I worked for a company in Australia where I overheard the CEO of the company calling the CFO. And all they did was arranging share buybacks at what price to do it. We weren't talking about creating new services or products. We were just talking about um, you know, how can we affect, when you use that word carefully, affect the stock market price. So A, I don't trust, you know, I don't trust all these cash statement revenue sheets that come out of companies. And Bitcoin is not a company. It doesn't generate revenue. It's a huge misunderstanding for you. It's like saying the internet generates revenue. No, it doesn't. Companies involved in the internet generate revenue. Yeah, it's actually one of my frustrations whenever I talk to, well, not that often, but Wall Street people or, or listen to Wall Street people. There's this obsession for dividends because they're used to stocks you know, producing some sort of quarterly earnings and whatnot. And so you've got a stock and, you know, you bought a stock, you might hold on for it, you know, in the, even the long term, two, two years, five years or whatever, but you're also getting revenue dividends from the company. But they look at Bitcoin and like, yeah, that's great. Bitcoin price has gone up a thousand X, but where's my dividend? Where's my, uh, where's my um, revenue from it? And that's why I think you, without getting onto a tangent, that's why I think a lot of these Ethereum projects, which are interesting, this decentralized finance, this DeFi, there is such an obsession with, okay, it's not just good enough holding a coin, like for example, Ethereum, we need to make 8% per year, 12% per year or, or, or whatnot. So there is this huge obsession with this, um, this quarterly earnings. And the Australian Stock Exchange is a key example of that. So the Australian Stock Exchange pays really big earnings, like four or 5%, especially in some of the bank stocks. So, and you're looking at the time of COVID now. With you know, we had a sell-off when it originally happened, and now it's bounced back. And the Australian economy is terrible. Uh, unemployment is huge, but you would not guess that by looking at the Australian stock exchange, simply because, and you get burnt short selling it because people buy in because of the yields. So, to me, that is not a healthy market where something the economic fundamentals are very poor, but I'm going to buy it anyways because the yields are going up. So that is a huge red flag to me. It's like, hey, that doesn't make sense, guys, because what happens if those yields start coming down? Because those yields are not set, they're corporate yields. So if those yields start coming down, the whole reason you got into in the first place was yields. It wasn't because the um, economy is looking healthy, which it isn't. It was um, you know, what they call, there is no alternative, the Tina effect. Yeah, good good answer, Ferris. Uh, you know a lot more than than I do, but uh, yeah, there just does seem to be this obsession. Yield was the was the key word I was looking for. So to to wrap this up, and I think uh, the first question actually mentioned a bubble. Uh, is Bitcoin in a bubble and is going to burst and go to zero? Uh, no, so it's not going to burst and go to zero. So when you're talking about a bubble year, there's two different things you're talking about. One is the price is the price inflated. That happens to Bitcoin every couple of years. Price goes up 3,000%, comes down 90%, and you know, rinse and repeat. So is the price in a bubble? No, it was at 20,000 for sure, leading into that. Um, we our most recent podcast on you know, Bitcoin and macro markets, 
Our concern is that it's following the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ. Um, if they're in a bubble now, who knows? Who knows what's going on in those markets? Um, I don't believe the price is in a bubble. Uh, I still think there's a lot of volatility up and down ahead. But Bitcoin itself, is Bitcoin in a bubble? No, it's still just early, early days. I think it is in a bubble, actually. It's in a bubble just like gold's been in a bubble for, what, 6,000 years or 7,000 years? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends on what your definition of a bubble is. But, uh, yeah, so uh, is there anything else you want to mention about uh, any of the 382 deaths of Bitcoin so far or things that you hear commonly from people about how Bitcoin's a scam, a Ponzi, it's a bubble, it's not going to last, government's going to ban it, blah, 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 it's going to zero? No, there's a reason I basically stopped watching and looking at the news. That's not it, but it's just clickbait. Yeah, that's the conclusion I come to as well. So the good news is BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com is still around. CoinCompass.com, our business, consulting business, is still around. And uh, yeah, do you have any parting thoughts to the um, people listening to this, Faris, who are maybe scared about getting into Bitcoin and it's a bubble and it's going to go to zero? If you're scared, if you have any queries, please send them to us. This is what the podcast is for. We want to take the complex, intricate world of Bitcoin and make it easy to understand for everyone. Couldn't agree more. So please share, like, and subscribe this podcast, BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com. And if you've got a question, we have already finished our 30 Days of Bitcoin question, but feel free to go to CoinCompass.com ask, and uh, you can get in right now with, with any question and we'll probably answer it quite shortly so thanks Faris that was a fun episode and uh, we'll see you in the next one if you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe like and share so we can find others like yourself thanks for watching or listening please visit coincompass.com free to register to our socials and discover other free content subscribing liking and following helps this content remain ad free until next time 